good. Okay. Well, nice to be with you all. Wonderful to have you. I hope you're all well. You're all muted. Uh, crisis. Um, I suppose that um, given the uh, mandates to stay within one's quarters as far as possible, I may have some silver lining in the form of being available for this uh, discussion on a day that you might otherwise need to be at work or uh, meeting some other obligations. So we take advantage of it um, and turn uh, something unfavorable into something very favorable, a brief uh, discussion about the uh, significance of uh, the appearance of Sri Ramachandra, Ramalila, um, very big subject, very, very compelling uh, and very interesting and a good place, of course, always to uh, start with uh, such discussions concerning the Tattva, the, the descent and appearance within time and space of the Godhead, um, preface such discussions, which are um, one of the uh, topics, which is, I should say, Avatar Tattva, one of the uh, topics, the 10 topics of Srimad Bhagavatam, um, which as a text, of course, was the very heart of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So to preface our talk about any such Avatar's appearance with uh, some discussion of Gaur Leela and how the two, that particular Avatar, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela have come together in some um, instances. Um, Because, of course, it's through Gaur Leela, Santa Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that we all gather together, that we learn about uh, the significance of Srimad Bhagavatam, about Ram Ram Leela, and so forth. There are a couple chapters of the ninth canon of the Bhagavatam that deal specifically with uh, the Ram Avatar, <clears throat> Ramchandra. And um, there are a particular verse as well um, that uh, comes to mind that I want to bring up as we, as we go forward. But again, let us turn to Chaitanya uh, Mahaprabhu's Leela and um, the fact that at times Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, showed himself as Ram. In particular, the uh, famous Sadbuj manifestation of Jaitanya Mahaprabhu, of which that Sadbuj means seven means six, Buj means arms, so six arms, six armed manifestation of divinity, rather extraordinary and uh, majestic, if you will, or evidence of his uh, uh, supernatural status, his godhood. He did this on a number of occasions uh, and at, uh, at different times manifesting uh, the six arms to himself, to of um, Krishna. And uh, I think on the first occasion, it is two of, of Balaram also. 
manifested this uh, this form of sadbuj before Nityanandapu, um, shortly after they had met within Gorlila for the first time, and the Guru Puja on Guru Purnim, um, which comes in the summer, um, was being celebrated in the house of Shiva's Thakur. So Mahaprabhu showed the fullness, if you will, of his majesty to Balaram and the non-difference in that sense between himself and Balaram, something that he emphasized throughout his life, given the unorthodox character and nature of Balaram that led to his being misunderstood, um, which could have devastating effects upon one's spiritual progress. So Mahaprabhu sought to underscore on numerous occasions the divinity of Nityanandapuru. But that aside, moving forward, the more famous uh, and relative to our discussion, um, manifestation of Sadbuj form on the part of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was, um, um, occurred, I should say, in Jagannath Puri, and um, Mahaprabhu manifested this form to Sarvabhana Bhattacharya. And there is a picture, a drawing, a painting uh, of that manifestation. I don't know what, uh, what year or century even that painting was, uh, was commissioned or, 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 or put to canvas, but uh, the uh, sense of its antiquity is there and uh, the idea therefore that it was older painting and more uh, closer to the actual time of the uh, the occasion of that uh, extraordinary event. So it's enshrined there in the house of Sarvamatacharya, which is now called the Gangam, Gangamat. Um, um, Gangamatamat, I believe it's called. So we can go there and have a picture of that uh, Sadhguj Darshan, um, or have the Darshan of the Sadhguj in the, in, in the uh, uh, painted form. But in that occasion, as I say, this is more relative to our uh, the day for which we're gathered, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed the two arms of Krishna holding the flute, and the two arms of himself holding the, the water pot and the danda, sannyas danda, this is, of course, in Sanyasa, and um, he really began the teaching of the Sanyasa that's so central to it. We speak sometimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela as, as Krishna's Acharya Leela, a Leela in which Krishna takes the role of an Acharya, and particularly um, um, relative to the word Acharya, taught uh, primarily by example. Often it's thought that the acharyas will um, be understood as such by their writing and making a, a, a literary contribution, as it was in previous times, in the form of a commentary on Vedanta Sutra, which then established their lineage. But above and beyond, if you will, any writing that a person may um, um, manifest by which he or she will be known as a person of spiritual significance, their character, their achar, their behavior um, is, um, a, um, is what Krishna himself refers to as yadirat, when he says yadirat in Bhagavad Gita. Great persons are known really by their character. And Mahaprabhu exhibited this. Uh, as you know, he only uh, is thought to have penned the eight uh, 
verses of Shikshastakam. So he taught by his example, and his teaching begins, of course, with his sannyas and the Madhya and to the person of the great, uh, the great Sarvam who was the greatest logician in all of India. So uh, Mahaprabhu spoke to very, uh, tended to speak to very educated, sophisticated religious people like Sarvam, like uh, Venkatabhata, the head priest of the Ramanita Sampradaya, Bonananda Saraswati, uh, 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 the South Indian, um, what is his name? Um, you know, Saraswati, the Mayavadi from Banaras, uh, Prakashananda Saraswati. Um, this was his uh, outreaches campaign. While those who um, didn't fall into that kind of uh, category and even were outcasts and so forth, were, were more the um, audience of Nityananda Prabhu, the other self of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, whom Chaitanya Mahaprabhu commissioned to go even where sannyasis couldn't go. So this is a point as an aside. He took sannyas to teach and it facilitated his teaching because it created the teachable moment. But um, as a teacher standing out as a sannyasi, he couldn't go everywhere without bringing suspicion upon himself. What would he be doing in, in, in the brothel is the famous example where Nityananda would go. But again, this is a bit of a tangent and an aside. Um, here, our point is that he was speaking to, as we know, and converted Sarvabhama Bhattacharya, no, no easy task. Um, huge, a huge conversion, really. Siksha Guru of the King of Jagannath Puri. Um, and, um, and along with his uh, uh, silence, if you will, that created the teachable moment when he listened for seven days to Sarvabhama's discourse on Vedanta. Um, he then he replied um, in brief <laughs> and manifested the Sadbuj. So Sarvabhama got a real powerful, um, uh, underwent a real powerful conversion, if you will. And uh, I think it culminated in this, this, this manifestation of Sadbuj. So this is a form Chaitanya Mahaprabhu shows the two arms of Krishna, the two arms of himself, and the two arms of Ramchandra. Sri Ramchandra Vijay. So, uh, of course, his two arms holding the bow and, 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 and the arrow. And um, we find um, in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, um, the internally the preoccupation with Krishna, Swami Bhagavan, indeed the pursuance of love on his part, trying as he was to enter into the mood of Radha, which is the most comprehensive uh, expression of love of Krishna. So internally, this sannyasi, young Nimai Pandit, now become the big Sri Krishna Chaitanya. You might find that it's kind of a, it's, it's, it's a name without Aishvari, even though it speaks of his power of learning and so on and so forth. That was part of the charm of this Navadweep um, Leela. But when he became, as a sannyasi, Sri Krishna Chaitanya, this is a big name, hmm? a big and powerful name of Aishvari, full of Aishvari. 
And it means, of course, uh, at the same time, that Sri Krishna is Chaitanya. Chaitanya means consciousness, so he was Krishna consciousness, <laughs> personified, and co- conscious of or pursuing the consciousness of um, of Krishna that is manifest no, uh, to no greater extent or measure than in the person of uh, Sri Radha. So internally, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is absorbed in the thought of, of, of Krishna. And now Krishna's uh, behavior, of course, is not that of a sannyasi. Let's start with that. <laughs> um, he's a fake, uh, he's a fake brahmachari in, uh, in Krishna Leela. He's a pretend uh, brahmachari. Um, when it's convenient, he makes the claim of being a, a brahmachari in his disputes with the young maidens and uh, <laughs> and um, and that all for uh, making a roundabout attempt to actually engage with them in ways that would be uh, un- unsuitable, unbecoming for a brahmachari. But then again, of course, he is a brahmachari in the full sense of the term that um, he is his enjoyment is arising out of um, detachment. In other words, he has no material attachment. He's not exploiting, taking. He is the center, like the stomach of the body. So his apparent taking is one that transforms what is taken into that which can then be given and circulated throughout the body. So at any rate, um, internally he's absorbed in thoughts of Krishna. So you would think that if the sannyasi was absorbed internally in thoughts of Krishna, and not only Krishna, but Krishna's romantic life, that it would be difficult then for him to uh, express himself outwardly as a sannyasi, because if you're preoccupied with the romanticism and parakya of, of, of Radha and Krishna, well, it, it, that behavior, if you will, at least like ostensibly, hmm, uh, as I say, contradicts that which is uh, appropriate for a sannyasi. But hmm, what we find in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is internal preparation with Krishna Leela and the person of Krishna um, in the spirit, again, of, of Radha's love for him, but externally uh, exhibiting the morality of Ram. Hmm? So Ram is a Mariada Purusha, that means he had perfect uh, character. From his character, um, we can learn how to appropriately conduct ourselves um, in the world. And similarly, from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's character of a, as sannyas, as a sannyasi, we can also learn how to conduct ourselves um, uh, appropriately in the pursuance of renunciation and in in the context of bhakti and as a renunciate, as may be the case for some formally and for really for all of us in, in, in spirit, that is the ideal. Um, Mahaprabhu was, of course, associated with, um, I think, nine other heavy, heavy and older sannyasis that in the metaphorical, metaphorical, Krishnadasa's metaphorical tree of love of God, those sannyasis are the, are the roots. So the tree is growing upward, blossoming, branching out, flowering and bearing the fruits of love of God, and it's rooted in one sense in renunciation from the world. A student of mine recently wrote me about how attached she was to Radharani and, and couldn't give up thoughts of her and wanted to have a 
worship a deity of Radharani and somebody happened to have one that wanted to give the deity up. So I had to briefly tell her that it's good to be attached to Radharani, that's for sure. But we should measure our attachment to Radha by the extent to which our attachment to material life is uh, diminishing. Mahaprabhu gave this standard himself when he said, so in Ruchi, he had no attachment. Asakti, the final stage of sadhana bhakti, the word means attachment. So it's spiritual attachment, but measure of its spirituality will be determined negatively, in a sense, by uh, measuring the extent to which we have no material attachment. And of course, if we're going to worship Radharani, she shouldn't be worshipped alone. She should worship along with Krishna because our goal is to bring the two together. So I try to give her something to think about a little bit um, before continuing the discussion. Um, she wanted to take the deity of a friend and worship that deity, which of course deity worship is very important and but it should be something that's not interrupted and even should be arranged such by the Pujari with the Sadaka that it's perpetual, even beyond the demise of the particular um, uh, pujari or, or sadhaka. So, at any rate, um, uh, um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as a sannyasi, showed uh, extraordinary uh, good character. And his sannyas, his renunciation, was such that it struck fear in the hearts of the sannyasis that were the roots of the tree, the metaphorical tree of love of God, rooted in, in, in giving up the, the world, so to speak. Um, this is really an otherworldly path, and we're transcendentalists. So it's not a good idea, really, to try to uh, kind of make Krishna consciousness hip, if you will. Um, and that may be a marketing strategy. I don't know if it's really preaching. Marketing is different from preaching and telling people what it really is. And if not a lot of people come, well, um, you should be surprised if any come. Um, and, 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 and seriously take it up because the odds are, are against it in this world in general. And there's no end to this world, and particularly within Kali Yuga. So, um, better not commit words, so to speak, and let everybody know what they're in for. This is another path of we're transcendentalists in Gaudi Pashtun. This is a Nivriti Mark, a path of letting go, not a path of adding on, blending in um, uh, uh, to be popular and so forth. It will never be popular. Truth will never be popular in a world that's very foundation is, is falsity. Hmm? So uh, expect to lose your friends. <laughs> Um, of course, this is a path in which you can have friends, a, a, a path of transcendental pursuit, unlike yoga and jnana, which uh, require uh, celibacy, for example, um, as just, just to embark upon the path. You can have friends, you can have a family, but um, uh, uh, properly understood, that is, that is also called sadhisanga. So, so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, he, he was teaching us in his Madhya and uh, teaching us by example of his sannyas, which is very extraordinary. And so the, the strictness with which he conducted himself for our benefit, hmm, to the frustration of Nityananda Prabhu, who on the way from, from, from Nadia to Puri did what? 
he broke his dunda, frustrated with the fact that as he was seeing Krishna, the flute bearer, is carrying a dunda. The dunda's not, dunda means punishment. It's not for punishing other people as some sannyasis seem to think, and they punish them in many ways <laughs> by, their, by their behavior, character, their intimidation, and so forth. It's for punishing oneself. Hmm? One's, uh, one's senses, one's body, one's mind, one, one's words, one's intelligence, so that they're always absorbed uh, uh, only in, in, uh, in Krishna consciousness. Um, so, Mithinanda uh, Prabhu couldn't tolerate that idea that Krishna is undergoing austerity and so forth. This is done for us, for our sake. Hmm? He set this extraordinary example. And, and it was uh, extraordinary. Therefore, as I say, it is comparable in terms of teaching proper behavior relative to the Leela and his purpose, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, proper decorum, and so forth. The measure to which he set that standard is comparable to the extent to which Ram um, uh, um, personified a, a similar uh, idea of appropriate standard of behavior. Of course, it was in sannyasi or renunciate. But he, but he did so within um, Ram Lila. Hmm? Very extraordinary uh, uh, adherence to morality and Dharma. So if you study very carefully the morality of Ram, you have to conclude he's, he's not an ordinary person. He's got, he has to be supernatural because no one could be as moral um, as, as Ram, as uncomfortable as that one um, in, in the immediate may make one. Hmm? Uh, cause one to be. Um, so, uh, so in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, at any rate, we, we find the morality, if you will, the good, good character and behavior of Ram. Almost, uh, you know, Ram is, is amongst the in Indian aesthetics. Um, in drama and poetry, you have the hero and have the heroine. So there are, what is it, 93 or 96 different... Uh, heroines, heroes, excuse me, more different types of heroines. But the four basic heroes are the Dhiradatta, the Dhiralita, the Dhirashanta, and the Dhirodhata, um, four types of personalities. So Ram is the Dhiradatta personality. Um, that uh, Krishna, of course, is, is characteristically in Braj, where we worship the, the Dura Lalita personality. So he's, he's playful. Dura means sober in all of these cases. They're sober, but sober, but playful at the same time. Dura Lalita, and he's uh, such that he's subjugated by his lover. So uh, subjugated by the gopis and by Radha in particular. Um, uh, but the Dura Dhatta personality uh, will also show up sometimes um, in... Uh, in Krishna. Um, the instance that comes to mind is when he, after the Govardhan Leela, when Krishna dealt with, uh, with uh, Indra, Indra was, of course, at a certain point realized the mistake that he had made, and then he sought to uh, remedy it or make up for that. He approached Brahma and asked for his advice, and Brahma said, don't talk to me. I offended his cows, his calves. And his coward boys, don't ask me, I can't help you. 
Uh, he suggested that he go to the celestial cow, Surabi, because cows are dear to Krishna and get her advice. So with Surabi, of course, Indra came and then he was able to get the gods to come along with him and descend on earth to apologize to Krishna, who was then um, carrying on uh, as if nothing had happened, so to speak, by this time with his friends. When Indra appeared at some distance, Krishna excused himself from the circle of his immediate friends to go and deal with Indra, to make it easier for Indra to apologize. If you apologize to someone for something you've done wrong, in the company of all their associates, it's a little more uncomfortable <laughs> than if, he, if he's standing alone, so to speak. So Krishna made it easier for, um, for Indra. And, and in that um, instance, he conducted himself as a dear, dear doctor. This is, of course, the famous example. So he was very grave, um, uh, forgiving, uh, merciful, determined. Um, these are the characters. Humble, um, very uh, handsome of course, <laughs> at the same time, chivalrous. Um, he's the characteristics of the, uh, some of them, of the Dhiradatta. And this heroic personality at that time manifested Krishna. And it's fully manifest, as I say, in, in, in Ramachandra um, at, at all times. He's not, by contrast, to the Dhiralita, a guru who's um, uh, subjugated by his lover, Sita. Of course, Ram loves Sita, but Ramayana, as we as we go on, and I think we'll see, is is not about Sita and Ram as much as it is about other um, types of transcendental uh, love. It might be surprising for you uh, to hear. Krishna Leela, of course, is very centered. Rajalila on Radha and Krishna's love. And although Ram's retrieving Sita from the hands of Ravana, of course, is very central to the Ramayana, nonetheless, Ram's love for Sita, Sita's love for Ram, is not really the central expression of love that is highlighted in Valmiki's uh, Ramayana. Valmiki is the famous author of the original Ramayana, arising as it did out of uh, Ram Nam. But um, to, before we get into that, a few more words, perhaps about uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela and Ram's um, uh, presence, if you will, um, within it. We described the Sadbuj form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. There's actually a verse from the Bhagavatam that uh, describes the Sadbuj form. The form, in one verse, it's describing. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Ramchandra, and, and Krishna. So that is the sadbuj form that he, Mahaprabhu, showed to Sarbhumba to charge. That verse comes in the 11th canto when Karavajna Muni is describing the uh, Yuga avatars. And after describing the Kali Yuga avatars, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, with Krishna Varnam, verse Krishna Varnam, Tisa Krishna, Sangu, Pangastrapashram, Nai Sankirtanakaya, Yajantihi Sumedasa. All you smart people will do Sankirtan, it says. In this way, worship Bhagawan in Kali Yuga, who is always singing about, always uttering the syllables Krishna, Krishna, accompanied by his associates, Panchatattva. Hmm. Um, so following that verse, there are two beautiful uh, uh, verses. Um, 
One is clearly about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The second is about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, about, as I said, about Krishna and about Ram. So it's really about the sadbuj form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that was shown to Sarvabhuva Bhattacharya that, that in the midst of the Kali Yuga shows um, his uh, divinity and tells us something about both his internal preoccupation and the spirituality of it, which allowed him to conduct himself externally with the moral um, um, stoutness, if you will, of, of Ram Chandra in the form of a sannyasi. Very, very uh, extraordinary. So that verse you may know. You can say, Vande Mahapurushati Charanaradindam. Vande Mahapurushati Charanaradindam. Siman Mahapurushati Charanaradindam. Bhagavan Sri Krishna Swayam Bhagavan Ki Jai. Sri Ram Chandraji Ki Jai. So, Tektva Sudhus Chadisurev Sudhirajalakta. We know uh, how this verse applies perhaps to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We gave up the Raj Lakshmi, Vishnu Priya. Hmm? Um, Adanyam entered the forest on the basis externally of a curse of a, uh, of a Brahmin. The curse did not have a good family life, which Mahaprabhu began to celebrate when he heard that. Um, and in that forest, of course, Mayamrigam Deite He chased after those uh, bewildered by Maya. Sanyas, Adanyam means forest. Adanya, and it means here sannyas. So he took sannyas and left the world. Hmm? He chased after those nonetheless who were in the world. So he was in the world, but not of it. They were Maya Mrigam, bewildered by Maya. And the Daita he showed compassion for them. This is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Verse also speaks of Krishna because Kyaktva Asudus, going back to the first line, Chedisurip Tataraj Lakshmi. Goswami says, uh, Krishna gave up the Raj Lakshmi, which here in this case refers to Mathura, hmm? the abode of, uh, of, uh, of opulence desired even by the gods. He gave up Mathura hmm, on, the cur- on the word hmm, of the, on the Dharmic utterance, if you will, of uh, Vasudev, hmm, concerned about his welfare who on the basis of that then uh, uh, took him to the forest, Aranya, uh, means Vrindavan, took him across the Jamuna as a child, right? Into the forest of Vrindavan, where he became Maya Mirgam. In this case, Krishna becomes Maya Mirgam, which means, in this sense, it means a, a doll, play doll in the hands of Radha. Hmm? And then the verse speaks about Ramchandra as well. So going back to the first line, he gave up Bayodhya, which is, could be considered Rajalakshmi, but he also gave up Sita, which is something that's difficult to talk about hmm, at the end of the, of the whole, whole Ramayana, as you know. She was uh, sent to the forest by Ram. He entered the forest, on the dharmic uh, adhering, adhering to or upholding the, the, the dharma, the promise of his father, Dasarath, hmm? 
to make sure that his father's word remained true, as uncomfortable as it was, um, as you know, um, he gave who, who one of his wives the promise that whatever you like, you know, you, any, anything, to, uh, one time, anything you want, you ask, I'll give it and under bad association. She came up with the impression that, um, that, uh, that her son, Bard, should be the king and Ram, who was in line to be the king, the, the heir to the throne, would be banished to the forest. So she asked for that. And to keep the words of his father true, well, then he went into the forest. So, uh, and Maya Mrigam, Mrigam also means deer. So the magical Maya deer, he chased after, um, as you know, um, Marichi at the behest of uh, Ravana in the Ramayana came in the form of a golden deer, which uh, uh, Sita was infatuated by, and asked Ram to capture for her. And he went after her. And of course, um, um, that's the beginning then uh, in, uh, of the, uh, of the um, pursuit of, as it would turn out to be, Ravana and the retrieving of Sita. We will come, come, come back to that. But uh, at any rate, this verse, a nice verse from Bhagavatam, um, it, is, uh, it is, should be invoked for by anyone who is engaged in worship of, of, of Sadbuj uh, Gaur. Sadbuj Gaur ki Jai. Mm-hmm. So uh, we should try to imbibe the character, really, of, of, of Ram as it uh, expresses itself in the sannyas of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and while at the same time being internally preoccupied with Krishna Lila. It also says to us, as we learn from the Goswamis, we'll be preoccupied with Krishna Lila. Let's say with the Gopi Baba, we're not going to dress up like Gopis. <laughs> we're going to dress up like the Goswamis. Like Sanatana Goswami, Munda Baba, who shaved his head every full moon and when he left the world in Brudge, every man, woman, and child shaved their head to show their affinity for uh, uh, Sanatana Goswami. What was his contribution? How they loved him? How he loved them? Hmm? So the, uh, the these Chaktva Tuvunama Chesha Mandala Nama and Nama they um, these Goswamis, Sankhya Purvaka Nama, Ganamatiti, they were the closest associates of Mahaprabhu in one sense, and internally, in terms of their Manjariba, and externally, they, they set an example, again, important, in the, in, in the, to instruct all of us by their behavior and so forth. So, um, so that said, uh, also in Gorlila, of course, we have a couple of prominent examples of Rambaktas as well, hmm, who should be mentioned on a day like this. Uh, the two uh, most famous of his eternal uh, associates um, would be, uh, of course, uh, Balaba. Balaba is the uh, brother of Rup Sanatan, the three brothers, and um, the father of Shijiva Goswami. 
and um, he was a famous Rambhakta. In fact, uh, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, it is related that the three of them, three brothers, stayed up into the night um, speaking about uh, uh, divinity and came to the philosophical and theological conclusion that Krishna is the most uh, charming and beautiful and the and the swine bhagwan and therefore arguably most worshipful worshipful um, but uh, retiring on that note Balaba who was an ardent uh, devotee of Ramchandra did not sleep the rest of the night with the idea that kind of came out of that philosophical discussion that we should all worship Krishna, um, which translated uh, in his mind meant, of course, giving up worship of Ramchandra, which for him was not just um, uh, an imagination or uh, 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 a thought of the day it corresponded with, as I mentioned earlier, complete detachment from the world, um, and he could not give up the idea of worshiping Ramachandra. And this he reported to his brothers, who later, upon being questioned by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu about their brother, reported to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu this uh, attachment on the part of Balabha for um, Raghunath, hmm? uh, Ramachandra, to which Mahaprabhu replied, Famously, glorious is that devotee who will not give up his, his, his deity, and glorious is the deity who will not give up his devotee. So when Mahaprabhu saw the devotion that was real, when he saw Staibhav, when he saw that this trans-psychological emotion, the ankur, the sprout of that was in the heart, or we could say when he saw that the interest in a particular Staibhav was well scripturally reasoned and understood, hmm? um, uh, then uh, stretching that, if you will, he will give it uh, uh, credence. Hmm? And particularly, uh, again, and this is an instance of that, when he saw that, oh, he has a Staibhav actually for, uh, he, he, now he has a, a central self-defining spiritual emotion constituting Dasya Bhav for uh, Ramchandra. This spark should be fanned. Hmm? I say prior to that, even there's reason to fan it as well. If that is scripturally well reasoned and understood and sanctioned, uh, well, well, scripturally well understood, uh, the, the guru will, will tend to, 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 um, to honor that um, and try to help the disciple bring that nishta to ruchi. Hmm? Because bhajan without ruchi cannot be done. That's not possible. If your attachment is in your mind only and, it, and not such that it has actually changed your heart and 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 and, and uh, um, overtaken, if you will, your mind, then you, you can't do budget. Hmm? Uh, 
So if there's ruchi and it's well-reasoned and you can even press on it, I don't know, you shouldn't think like that. You should do our sampradayas like this. this is a, you should worship like that. Person keeps coming back, keeps coming back. They know, they understand, they thought it out, they understand the scripture. Then there may be reason to fan that. Hmm? Turn that nishta from a previous life, now starting to manifest, starting to manifest in an early form of, 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 of dishta, to fan that into Ruchi. Hmm? And that and then in Ruchi that much more. Hmm? Um, so Anyway, in the case of uh, Balava, Mahaprabhu showed this example. Of course, in his case, as I say, he, he considered him as an eternal associate of, of Ramchandra. But uh, Mahaprabhu honored that. There is, there is an important point, perhaps, to raise, and I think it was asked by Pranada some time ago, and, and Padmanabhmar Swami asked me about it as well, in the opening verse of Jiva Goswami's um, Gopal Champu. Um, he uh, cites, uh, his, you know, he, he has his own, composes his own verse there, um, glorifying uh, Krishna, Krishna Chaitanya, Rup Sanatan, Gopal Bhatta, and, and, and Raghunath Das. Hmm? And uh, that, there's a popular translation of the book that's not bad on the part of one of my godbrothers, but uh, he translates that verse wrong. Um, and um, he uh, misunderstands the last um, line. I wrote it down. Let me see if I can find it here. Yeah. So what does he say? Um, 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 the verse, he says, Raghunath apta brajabhalava. So he's mistranslated to say, and, and I offer my respects also to Balava, who has attained uh, to Raghunath Das, and to, and to Balaba, who's a tame fresh. But a proper understanding, there's two understandings of the, of the line, one of which is, uh, and uh, again, Jiva Goswami speaking, and my respects to Raghunath and to Abdabraja, the other devotees like Bugarba and others who attained Braj, and as well now and separately to Balaba, who doesn't attain Braj, he's attained Ayodhya, obviously. Another understanding of the verse is um, that Raghunath apta Brajabhalaba. So, and to Balaba, who um, who pleased all the devotees who have taught me about Braj by his attachment to Raghunath. Hmm? Raghunath means, of course, Ramchandra, Ramchandra, Raghunath. Kijai. So Balava, you can be sure, um, he is an Ayodhya Bhakta in Gorlila. And of course, the other famous one is, is Sriman Murari Gupta. Hmm. Murari Gupta was a little older than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He was a physician. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of course, was, was a Brahmana. Um, and uh, they were at the same time um, classmates. And Murari um, was charmed by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, um, but um, thought he was a bit uh, a bit full of himself and um, and arrogant and 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 so forth. There's a famous um, um, uh, description of their 
um, school time kind of interactions when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is, is citing verses and criticizing other people, don't know anything in today's, and the doctor, what is he, why, why are you here, doctor? Go collect some herbs and, and, and help people. You don't belong here in a Sanskrit school. Hmm? This is not a, not, a, not a place for you. Of course, Murari is very learned also. Indeed, uh, you know, in retrospect, I mean, he wrote the first uh, uh, biogra biographical text uh, of Jaitanya Mahaprabhu, on Jaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, uh, and I think it's a, it's a Sanskrit text. Um, so he was quite, quite learned. But Mahaprabhu insulted him, if you will, and he's trying to draw something out from him, some reaction from him when Murari was silent. Hmm? Mahaprabhu pushed on and pushed on, and so, so finally Murari responded, and then they went back and forth, back and forth. Murari defeated him, and then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu defeated him, and so forth. And everything that Murari said, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu turned it around and, and defeated him, and then in the end, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu reached out and touched him. He reached out and placed his hand on him, and Murari was electrified with bhava. And he thought, this person, who is he? Who is he? Not his knowledge, which is extraordinary low, but his, his person. His, his touch has electrified me. Hmm? Weeping. Hmm? He then said, all right, I, I submit. I, I, I'll become your, 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 your student. Hmm? Later in the, in the Mahaprakash, when Mahaprabhu showed himself um, to be the personality of God, in whom all the avatars are present, in Sivasanga's house where he sat on the altar before Murari, of course, he showed himself as Ram. And on the head of Murari and Tilak, he wrote Ramdas. He said, You, you are Anuman. Anumanji. Jai. Later in Jagannath Puri, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu brought, in the midst of his associates, brought Murari forward and, and told the story of Murari. And he told how he, 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 he glorified Krishna and had some impact on Murari with regard to the divinity of Krishna and the, and the, and the virtues of the, of, the, of the worship of Krishna. Hmm? Not saying you should worship Krishna over Ram, not dealing with that if you're all, but just speaking about, uh, compellingly about his own deity, Krishna. He told them in Murari's presence, his other associates, <clears throat> He was more or less introducing to Murari hmm, that oh, I have um, I, I I influenced him a little bit, um, and the conclusion, the import, without saying so, of what I said, of course, was that he should worship Krishna. But he came before me the next day after having spent the whole night awake, unable to sleep, because of his translation, if you will, of that being. Well, that would mean I would have to give up the worship of Ram, and I can't do that. So he came back before Mahaprabhu and wept and told, I can't follow your order, which of course wasn't an order of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but he was understanding the import and taking it like that, you should worship Krishna. I can't follow your order, and I can't give up the worship of Ram. He said, therefore, my, the only thing left for me to do is, is, is to commit suicide. Hmm. And Mahaprabhu was so pleased with his devotion to Ram. He kind of tested his devotion to Ram. And he's telling now this story to all his other big associates in Jagannath Puri. He, he, he's just a Vaidya, uh, an Ayurvedic doctor. 
Murari Gupta, and uh, not prominent like uh, Ramananda Roy or Sarabhama Bhattacharya and other or prominent sannyasis in his company at that time. We glorify him, and, and he said, no one more dear to me than Murari Gupta embraced him and, uh, and honored, as I say, his Ram Bhakti. So these are two very significant uh, associates of Mahaprabhu. And we find also, um, although I am not aware of any scriptural uh, description of this, historically we find um, uh, that um, there is a deity today hmm, about a hundred plus um, years ago. The cow, uh, the herd, the, 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 the cow herd there noticed that one of his cows daily was standing in one space, one spot, and, 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 and milk was letting milk out from her udder. So he saw this happen day after day and became curious, what's that about? And so <laughs> it's a very beautiful story. So he went there and then he dug up the earth there and underneath he found deities of Gore and Nityananda. And, and these deities were wooden and inscribed somewhere on the deity, maybe on the soles of their feet. I haven't seen the deity but is Morari Gupta. So he wrote his own name on the deities. And as the story goes, it was concluded, I guess, by other evidence that was put together at that time that Morari had carved the deities himself and that these are the deities that Morari Gupta, Gupta worshipped. At that time, they were given to one lady who brought them to Vrindavan, uh, worshipped them famously, and then she gave the worship over to another Brahmin then who was in Sakiras, and they're worshipped today in Sakirasa. And interestingly enough, I mean, obviously, Gaur and Nityananda are Christian Balaram, and Gaur and Nityananda are... You're all muted, but Ram and Lakshman, you can say it now. Ram Lakshman, Ram Lakshman, Ram Lakshman, Ram Lakshman, Kijai. <laughs> and the deities, they're Gaur Nitai, but they're in the mudras of Ram and Lakshman. Hmm? So their hands are, folk, are, are set such that they can be holding a bow and arrows, which is how often they're, they're, they're depicted. Uh, so seeing, he saw Gornatai, and through them he saw Krishna Balaram. It's also recorded in Chaitanya Bhagavad that he saw Gornatai as Krishna and Balaram. And he saw them, of course, appropriately as Ram and Lakshman. And these were the deities that he worshipped. So um, and you can have the darshan of those deities in, in, uh, in, 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 not just off the Loy uh, Bazaar there in, in Vrindavan. So if you go to Vrindavan, you should make a point to go and have the darshan for those deities. Um, but that brings up an interesting uh, point and um, takes this, um, in one sense, to, into Ramalila itself. Um, within um, Baikuntha, um, the high end of the worship is, is Dasirasa, where there's Samipya. One becomes a personal attendant of, of Narayan and serves him. And of course, um, the different faces of Narayan that appear as avatars in the world for Leela and so forth, they all have their own 
uh, abodes in Vaikuntha. This is explained in um, Rupa Goswami's Lagu Bhagavatamrita. They, they, they have their places in this world where they're honored. They're the deity that presides over this particular place in Bharat or that particular place. Um, and some of those descriptions are given in the fifth canto of the Bhagavatam. Then they also have their Oh, it's 12 o'clock, but I'll just continue. Uh, there are there, there abodes in Vaikuntha. So uh, there, those in Dasaras, they, they have personal service to the deity. Shantaras is also there. And um, then there are other um, statuses within Vaikuntha uh, that we've also mentioned in other discussions. But... Uh, Sakiras, we uh, well, we don't find that Narayan obviously has a mother or a father, but in Ayodhya, this is, is a special place there. There he has a father and a mother along with him, um, prominent. And of course, he has his wife Sita, he has his brother, um, brothers Ram, Lakshman, um, Bharat, Shatrugna. Uh, these four make up the manifestation of the Chaturvyuha, Krishna. Ram, Pradyumna, and Aniruddha. Um, and and uh, there we find, we find Ram is, is uh, worshipped by Lakshman in Sakiras, by Hanuman, of course, in Dasaras. And um, in one sense, Hanuman is the most important person of the Ram Lila, because he shows us an example of how we could participate if we were so desire in Ram Lila, in Dasya Bhakti. Hmm? He is showing the way. Um, we can't enter into Ram Lila in Sakirasa or Madhuri Rasa. You know, in Madhuri Rasa, some people tr- tried to enter. Hmm? There's been a novel, um, well, deviation, if you will. In some years ago, I read an article uh, about some Ram Bhaktas who came up with this idea of worshiping Sita as handmaidens of Sita. And they, 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 they were obviously borrowing from Gaudiya Vaishnavism, Manjaris of Sita, and um, I don't know if, how they got the parakeet out of that, I forget, but um, it was obviously a concoction because why? Ram made it very clear to very, very sober uh, devotees in the Dandanakarnya forest who had been meditating on the Gopal mantra for yugas. You want to go? You got to be serious about this. It may take a little time, but it's worth waiting for. It's worth the effort, I can guarantee you. Hmm? They knew this. They were serious people. There they were meditating on Gopal mantra, which is the mantra from Gopal Tapan Upanishad that sheds light Tapani on. Gopal, and they were pursuing romantic love for Krishna, which is the uh, opportunity that that he, that he provides. Um, um, and when Ramchandra came through the Dandakaranya forest, the sages saw him before their eyes and thought, "This is our deity." Just imagine, see how how absorbed they were. They saw somebody that looked very different from Krishna. Ramchandra looks different than Krishna, but they could understand these two are the same. Hmm? We're trying to put that together philosophically, 
theologically, in our bhajan, they were at a stage where they could understand it, they could feel it. Ram is Krishna, Krishna is Ram, even while they're different. They weren't having a, like a, a logical problem with it, if you will. They had transcended the limits of logic and thinking about it philosophically, which is only there to help us enter into the spirit of it so that you can have that kind of feeling. So they saw Rama and they thought, here he is, our deity. And they were right. <laughs> but the deity said, yes, it's me. <laughs> but right now I'm doing something else. <laughs> right now I'm busy with Sita and Sita alone. Ek patni vrata, this is my, my, my vrat. For a king in those times, that was, that was like, whoa. He's not going to have a harem. He's going to have one wife only. Hmm. This thing about polygamy um, is it, it's misunderstood. Some devotees, male devotees, um, with a chauvinistic you know, kind of perspective, they think they should have a few wives and so forth. This was something that was done by kings in the Vedic culture, not everybody. Look at Gorlila, who had two wives. Hmm. I think only Nityananda Prabhu, and there were his two consorts. And that was a peculiar thing, and that's a whole lila, and so forth. Chaitanya Maharaj Mahaprabhu had two, but after one had passed away, only the other. Advaita had Sita. So, hmm. Krishna, of course, has many, but the many are one. They're all manifestations of, of Radha. So the, 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 um, the polygamy is not something that's glorified in the Vedic texts, but monogamy is glorified. Therefore, the Ek Patni Vrata, the vow to have only one wife on the part of Ram, this is considered a great uh, virtue. And uh, again, an example of this extraordinary uh, character. Hmm? So, um, I've said before, it's worth mentioning, even Cupid wants that. Hard to believe, but <laughs> therefore he rides on the parrot. Hmm? And the parrot that he rides on, it, the parrot's one of the virtues of the parrots and the reason that the parrot is the carrier of the green parrot of Cupid is because those parrots are monogamous. Hmm? And so much so that when the one parrot dies, one, the other one shortly thereafter passes on as well, can't live without her or him. Um, so Cupid's trying to like, if you will, accommodate, bring two people together, find the right fit here and let them stay together. If, even if it be by infatuation, after all, Krishna told, and it's also, in, 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 it's also mentioned in, in, in the Mahabharata, the best marriage is the Gandharva marriage, which is based on infatuation. By Ruchi, <laughs> by taste, then they'll stay together. So, uh, so uh, at any rate, Ram said, now I'm doing Ekpatni Vrata. At the moment, I'm a little busy with one wife. I can't have otherwise, but wait another, well, just a yuga. Go back to your meditation. I'll see you in a yuga. And at that time, you can enter into my leela. So they just went back into their meditation, no problem. They were really doing sadhana. Sadhana is where it's at. You can live in the sadhana. You live in the sadhana. Not do sadhana to get it done with, to have some other life. To live in the sadhana. But there's no time. There's no time there. It's always, in sadhana, it's always time to serve Krishna. And every, every, every problem that presents itself is another opportunity 
for for service overtly or or hidden and to be found out why uh, it happened in, in, in due course so they went back into their meditation so we know that no you cannot you cannot enter into ram lila and uh be one of his consorts along with sita or a competitor of sita or any, any such thing but that this is possible in krishna lila and although we see uh the sakya of bharat in particular this is a particular peculiar uh in one sense type of sakya and um and uh, it's he in expressing that is not showing the way if you will to enter in as hanuman is so in one sense hanuman is the most important person for sadhaka so of Ramlila, because he shows the way to enter into into uh, Ramlila by virtue of of of, of, of Dasya Bhakti. But that said, it's very interesting. The most important person in Ramlila is who? In a broader sense, in a deeper sense, as I said earlier, it's not Sita. You might be surprised, and it's not Hanuman, but it's Lakshman. Did I say Bharat? Should be Lakshman. Lakshman. Lakshman, Lakshman, Lakshman. Lakshman, Kijai. Um, uh, there is a term that seems to have been, uh, have its genesis in Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. It's not found in Rupa Goswami's texts. This uh, term is Gaurava Sakya. The term Gaurava Preeti is found in Rupa Goswami's uh, dissertation on Rasa. Preeti here means Dasya Bhakti, Dasya Rasa. And there's two types, there are several types, but two basic types in a broader sense of Dasya Rasa. Sambrahma Dasya and uh, Gaurava Dasya. The Gaurava means with respect. And the Preeti or the Dasya in Gaurava respect is the type of Dasya Rasa, for example, that we find in the sons of Krishna in Dwaraka. So they're worshiping their father hmm, from the vantage point of sons. And this is a kind of Dasya Bhakti where there's regard for the father, hmm, high regard for the father. Gaurava Priti Rasa. But Bhakti Siddhanta has used the term Gaurava Sakya. So it doesn't show up anywhere in Rupa Goswami's uh, lexicon. Uh, we, could dis- we could dismiss it. I think maybe it's an editor's mistake or something. Prophet has ec- echoed it at times. Um, and um, Prophet seems to have looked at it uh, in the way in which Rupa Goswami speaks about Purasambandi Sakiras or Sakiras in the city, the Sakiras of Arjun, of Draupadi, the Pandavas, for example, in comparison to the Sakiras of of uh, Subal and Shridam in Braj, which is more intimate and more powerful. It can't be, be interrupted by any manifestation of Aishvarya, as Arjuna's Saki was interrupted when Krishna showed the universal form. When Krishna shows majesty in Vrindavan, like lifting Govardhan Hill, well, the tower boys are there helping him out. They're not. So the power of their Saki Bhav is, Saki Ras is, is such that, that any manifestation of Aishvarya will only increase it. Whereas in Arjun's case, it caused it to recede to the background and he showed respect 
for, for the object of his love. So Prabhupada, I think in one place, uh, used the term Gorvasakya to refer to, to Arjuna. Rupa Goswami uses a different term. And Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur uses it to refer to Vaikuntha, which usually we differentiate from Goloka, which of course it sometimes is referred to as Mahavaikuntha, but um, we, again, we tend to differentiate the two, Vaikuntha and Krishna Loka, for good reasons. So, gore, where can there be this gore of a priti, or excuse me, gore of a sakya in Vaikuntha? That would mean friendship that's tempered by reverence. Hmm? Typically, there's Dasya and Shanta in, in Vaikuntha. So we could say that it's found in Ayodhya, that special element hmm, within Vaikuntha that's somewhere in between Vaikuntha and Goloka. Hmm? And it manifests in the form of, 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 of Lakshman's love uh, for Krishna. Lakshman, of course, is Balaram, hmm? manifestation of, of Balaram, Ram, manifestation of Krishna for another uh, Leela, the Ram Leela. And it's interesting, I think, to note that, as I said, Ram, Lakshman, is the most important person in the whole of the, um, the Ram Leela. Um, he was, uh, he, again, the younger brother of, of uh, Ram and a twin brother of, of Bharat, I believe. Um, so he is also a Ramanuja. Typically, Ramanuja is a name for Krishna. Ramanuja. Ja means birth, Anu means after. Hmm? Um, so after the birth of Ram, that's Krishna. Hmm? Krishna is the birth after Ram. He's the younger brother, right? Um, but here, in this case, Bharat is in another sense, Ramanuja. He took birth after Ram, Ramchandra. The famous um, exponent of Sri Vaishnavism in the historical world um, is named Ramanuja. But this is, for him, it's a name, it's a name that corresponds with Lakshman. And that Ramanuja Acharya is thought to be a manifestation of Anantasesh, bringing the Sri Vaishnav doctrine uh, to the historical um, world. Ramanuja Charja Ki Jai. So, in one sense, Lakshman is a Ramanuja. He was born uh, after Ram and younger, and like Balaram, Ramayana tells us, without reference to Balaram, but we know about that uh, story of Balaram, um, uh, Lakshman unexplicably uh, to everyone, refused to eat and wept only. And uh, they brought in different medical practitioners to try to determine the problem, and they couldn't come up with a solution. As a last resort, they put him in, in a cradle with Ram, and then he stopped, uh, stopped crying and started eating. So the idea is that from very, he's born just to serve Ram, just to serve Ram. As they grew up and Ram married Sita, Lakshman had no interest in marriage. But when Ram married Sita, then Lakshman married her younger sister, Urmila, who doesn't have, to put it mildly, a prominent role in Ram Leela. 
In fact, when Ram was exiled to go into, into the forest for what, what it was, 12 years, I think, um, then Ram spoke with Sita and tried to convince Sita, better you stay home with your relatives and wait for me. The forest, we don't know what will happen. There is no comfort there. We'll be, you know, living in, in, in nature and eating roots and fruits and, and, uh, and so forth. You'll be, you'll be safer and more comfortable staying at home. He, Ram tried to reason with her. Of course, she didn't listen to the reasoning and she went along. But the point here is what? That there was no attempt on Ram's part to reason with Lakshman. It was a foregone conclusion. Ram goes, Lakshman goes. Hmm? Lakshman wasn't exiled. Hmm? He was married to Urmila. But if Ram's going to the forest, see you later, Urmila. That's Ram. Hmm? Now Urmila's out of the picture. So if you understand Balaram Tattva very well, I, I've written considerably about this. hasn't been published yet, but what's... <laughs> What's Balaram's romantic life, the place for it, and how it takes a secondary place, how it is Mariada rather than Rag, and the Rag of Balaram is his Sakya for, for Krishna and his service to Krishna. So there's a, there's a very strong, of course, here, correspondence that Ram is acting similarly, or excuse me, Lakshman is acting similarly, Ram Balaram, as Lakshman in relation to Ram Chandra, as Balaram does in relation to Krishna. Yes, Balaram has his own gopis. That's true. Who are they? Some people want to follow Ram. Oh, good. Good luck. You have to, to do that. You have to follow one of them. That's called Rag Anuga, to follow their Rag. You can't even name who she is, so how are you going to follow her? Hmm? Uh, it's not, neither neither it is, is, it, is it Rag Margaret. There's no parakia there. They're married hmm? later on. That's a whole secondary thing. There's a whole group of Vaishnavas of some type that worship Balaram as supreme over Krishna in Braj. So I don't think you want to go there if you're a if you're a Gaudiya Vaishnava. You won't find the fullness of Ram, which is his worship of Krishna, and the fullness of, of, of Lakshman, which is his worship uh, and, and brotherly love for Ram. So when Ram went to the forest, Lakshman went with him. And Lakshman took made a made a a petition to Nidra, Nidra Devi, the goddess of sleep, to, that for, for the, I guess it was 12 or 14 years while I'm in exile with Ram, um, allow me to avoid sleep so that I can always have my eyes open on Ram, watching out for him, protecting, looking, looking over him. Hmm? So it's, it's said, of course, in the story that, that Lakshman didn't sleep for the whole time. Hmm? His eyes, the implications, his eyes were fixed only on Ram. This, this, is, this is Balaram for Krishna. This is as Lakshman is for Ram. Hmm? Wherever, wherever Krishna goes, in any of his manifestations, Prakash or Avatars, descents, for the, in most all cases, except maybe Mohini, where he appears as a woman, or as Naranarayan, where he appears as a sage, Brahmachari, he's accompanied by a Lakshmi. Right, so it's 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 uh, Lakshmi and the Shringa, for example. Right, let's see, there's Sita and Ram. But wherever those two are, that couple, there's a third, and in this sense, three is not a crowd. There's an English saying for those of you who aren't English speaking, three is a crowd with regard to love. So, but it's never a crowd, Ram doesn't crowd the way. 
He provides the bed for them. Hmm? Wherever he goes, Ananta Sesh is there. We don't have to artificially put Ram into Madhurya Rasa. He's there in a certain capacity. He is the flower bed on which Radha and Krishna uh, perform their, their leader. But he's not there personally as Balaram. Hmm? So, so we find this in Lakshman also. So he left Urmila. That's the end of the story of Urmila. Move on. Hmm? Um, and it's about, uh, 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 we're talking about Lakshman's love for Ram. He stayed awake the whole time. Hmm? He never disobeyed Ram's instructions, except for two occasions, and they're very significant occasions. First occasion, of course, is when the, the Marichi came as the golden deer, and at, and at Sita's behest, Ram went after the deer to capture the deer. And at a certain point, Ram realized that the deer was Marichi, and he was up to nefarious deeds. Um, and so he killed the deer. But as the deer was dying, he called out magically, he had that power in Ram's name, Lakshman, help. So when Sita heard this, she said, Lakshman, go and help Ram. Hmm? And Sita said, Ram's, Lakshman said, no, Ram's not in trouble. You don't worry about that. Hmm? Ram told me to protect you. And so I'm here. He told me, don't let her out of your sight. So I'm staying here to protect you. But as we know, Sita persisted, persisted, persisted. And then she even implied, perhaps you want to enjoy me for yourself and therefore you're not going after Ram. And this was like a spike in the heart of Lakshman. Hmm? Lakshman never even looked at the face of Sita. He only looked at her feet. He only looked at her feet, though. And this, this played out later on in a, in, in, in a way that um, made it possible to find the right course to uh, retrieve Sita. But um, before going there, in this instance, Ram made a circle around her. That's called the Ram uh, Leka, Lakshman Leka, excuse me, Lakshman Leka. It's like in English we say the red line. Don't cross the red line. The Lakshman Leka. The, the line of Lakshman, don't cross that line. That's the bottom line. You cross that line, it's war or whatever. Hmm? This is famous you know, in, 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 in Indian culture, that, that, that term will be in both. Lakshman, Lakshman Leka. So he made a circle around it. Don't cross this line, and then you'll be protected within the circle. Of course, the soft-hearted Sita gave in to the appearance of a sage, which was actually Ravana appearing as a sage, begging alms. And she thought, well, I can cross the line to uh, uh, honor the request of the sage, which we're called by Dharma to do. And that did her in. And she was captured by, um, by, by Robin. And so uh, not following in this instance the instruction of Ram, because of the pressure of Sita, he... This is the first instance which Ram or Lakshman went against, disobeyed Ram and left Sita alone. And of course, then this made possible the whole rest of, 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 of the Leela, which is the pursuit of uh, Sita and the destruction of, of, of Ravana, followed by the return to Ayodhya and the successful. Um, um, period of, 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 of exile. So, of course, 
As Sita was being carried away, she very wisely started to drop a jewel here and a pearl there and a pearl there and a pearl there, that there were unbeknownst to Ravana, that there might be a trail by which she could be followed. And the monkeys, headed by Sugriva and Hanuman, they found these jewels. And when Ram, along with Lakshman, were looking for Sita and they came across the monkeys, the monkeys said, somebody dropped these jewels. We don't know who. And so the suspicion was maybe Sita dropped them. But Ram looked at them and he couldn't identify them. Lakshman looked at them, he couldn't identify them. But when an anklet was found, he said, yes, that's Sita. Which showed that he was always fixed uh, with his eyes on the feet of Sita. He had no, no question of ever enjoying her or any other woman for that matter. He, he, he had service to, to the feet of Sita in connection with service to uh, Ram. What happened to Chaitanya Charitamrita? When in the Ratha Yatra, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed himself as Radha and Nityananda Prabhu, and Nityananda Prabhu at a distance saw Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is dancing, leading the car of Jagannath Swami. It is Radha's dancing that is driving the card of Jagannath. Mahaprabhu showed this to Nityananda Prabhu. What did Nityananda Prabhu do? In Chaitanya Charitamrita Krishna described, he bowed down on the spot to the feet of Radha Darshan. What do we find when, when Balaram comes back to Vrindavan to tell the, the inhabitants that don't worry, Krishna's coming and give assurances? And ultimately, when he speaks with the gopis, hmm? there we find in the language of Sukadev reverence for the Radha and Krishna's gopis on the part of Balaram. Hmm? Some reverence for them. Hmm? Reverence and also, in this case, some parental affection. So the point again here is, 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 is Lakshman's dedication uh, to Ram exceeds any other relationship in his, um, um, in, in, in his life. And the importance of Ram, we should, we should as a, or excuse me, of Lakshman, we should, we should get to that um, going forward. Ultimately, what? Um, uh, they, 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 they built the bridge, they went to Lanka, and the battle uh, ensued. And in the battle, oh, the most powerful warrior in all of Ramayana, and it also appears in the Mahabharata, is Indrajit, who was the son of, of Ravana. Hmm? He was way more powerful than Ravana himself. And so the battle ultimately came down to uh, Ram and Lakshman trying to kill Indrajit. And they were unsuccessful in two attempts. And in the second attempt, it appeared as if Lakshman had expired. And when it, when it was thought by Ram that Lakshman had been killed, the whole thing was over. He said, I can live in this world without Sita, but I cannot live without Lakshman. From Ram's own words here, the central figure in, in, in Ram Leela is Lakshman. This is a very extraordinary uh, uh, 
sakiras really type of love manifest in a particular department of Vaikuntha that speaks to us about, hmm, this is very peculiar and, and, and that there's a possibility of this. Of course, that possibility is found in Krishna Leela, hmm? as Gopi Bhav is found there. But that's such a heavy statement, such a deep statement. I can live without Sita, but not without, um, without Ram. So, without Lakshman. So, of course, what happened is that Indra came on, or excuse me, Hanuman came on the scene and he, and he was chanting Ram Nam, and it had the power to revive um, this uh, Lakshman. And then Hanuman brought him to safety. And then the battle ensued again, ultimately. What happens, Indrajit realized the divinity of Lakshman and the way in which the weapons that he hurled at them were being, being dealt with. And then he went back to Ravan and tried to convince him to surrender to, to Ram and to Lakshman. Um, there were many devotees in Ravan's camp by chance, like Bhishma was a devotee of Krishna, but he was on the other side in the Pandava uh, uh, war of Kurukshetra. Um, Bibishan, the brother of uh, Ravan, was like this. And actually, uh, this energy um, was converted at this time. And he tried to convince Ravana, but Ravana wouldn't be convinced. And so he went back at the behest of his father, but now with a desire to be killed by Lakshman Ram. Hmm? That he would be relieved from his Rakshasha body and attain um, Vaikuntha. There's another, there's, a, there's also the son of, of Vibhishan. Vibhishan, of course, was offended in his attempt to convince Ravana that he should worship Ram and on that basis, in the night, he, he, he crossed, crossed over and came to the camp of Ram, bringing valuable information as a spy, so to speak. Um, and and uh, Tarani Sain, the son of Bibishan, woke up in the morning to find that his son had, had gone to, to Ram's side. They were both devotees of Ram in their life, but they were in the kingdom of Ravana. And so... He was perplexed as a young man, what do I do? And then he decided that I should be killed by Ram. That's what I should do. And then, then I will appear to be faithful to Ravana. So he'll get off my back. And at the same time, I'll be faithful to Ram because I allow myself to be killed by him and then I'll attain um, his association by Kuntas as anyone who's killed by him does. So what Tarani Singh did, of course, was tattoo Ram's name all over his body. There's a book, Subal Mongol. In that book, Subal Mongol, it said that Subal Saka, Krishna's intimate friend in Vrindavan, appeared in Ram Leela as Tarani Singh. And they had Ram's name tattooed on every inch of his body. So when he came into battle and he saw Ram, Ram Vibhisan said, now you have to kill this Tarani saint. And Vibhisan did not tell him, this is my son. So Ram said, how can I kill him? He's my devotee. His name is tattooed all over his whole body. How can I shoot? Wherever I shoot, I'll be shooting my own name. And I'm not different from my name. He's got a protective armor. So uh, Vibhisan said, shoot him in the tongue. He can't tattoo his tongue. And Ram said, but listen, he's always chanting Ram Nam. Hmm? So Vibhisan said, in between breaths, you have to shoot him. <laughs> so in between breaths, he shot and he killed 
uh, uh, Tarani Singh, who wanted to become a devotee and uh, killed by him. And, and then Bibishan said, then Ram said, who is this devotee? Hmm? I've killed him and he's my devotee. This is extraordinary. Ram is like confused about the whole thing. Who is this? And Bibishan said, he was my son. And Ram was like, what? You allowed your son to be, be killed by me? And then Bibishan said, he wanted to be killed by you, that he could attend Ayodhya in the Vaikuntha. And so we see that, that, that you know, it's, he, the leader is constantly taking it to another level. You think morally speaking or ordinarily, this is pretty weird. Father's going to allow his son to be killed. And, but there's something else in play here. And of course, uh, you know, we're just going through it briefly, some highlighting some points, but um, coming to the end of it all as well, Lachman plays a significant role um, in that his leaving the world was the cause of Ram's leaving the world. So, uh, but, but Ram uh, also is said to have arranged that. The time came for Ram to leave, so Yama, the Lord of Death, appeared and had uh, a discussion with Ram. And in the midst of the discussion, Ram said, this should be private. So he told Lachman to stand outside and block the door. Don't let anybody in. Anybody who comes in, I will have to kill him. Hmm? So Lachman guarded the door, and then Durvas came to the door and wanted to see uh, Ram. And, Krish, and Ram had told Durvas to come, unbeknownst to uh, Lakshman and unbeknownst to, to Durvas that Lakshman would be there. So Lakshman said, you can't come in. Ram's busy right now. And so Durvas characteristically became angry and said he was going to curse all of Ayodhya if he couldn't go in. Ram wanted to see him. He was sure of that. And so Lakshman, virtuous as he was, thought better that than having all of Ayodhya cursed by a sage is that I will go in, even if it's at the cost of my own life, and I'll protect Ayodhya, which is dear to Ram. So Lakshman went in, and it meant that Ram had, had to kill him. But in order to avoid Ram killing him, then uh, he went to the, to the river and entered there. Shortly thereafter, Ram and his other three brothers went to the river and they entered there. And where they, when Ram entered the river, suddenly Vishnu appeared riding on Seish. So Lakshman went ahead to be the bedstead and prepare the sheets for Lakshman. Uh, for, for, for Lakshman went ahead uh, as Ananta Seish to prepare the bed sheets for, if you will, for Ram to uh, um, return and reside comfortably after the Ram Lila in Vaikuntha. So some, some thoughts about Ram Lila and um, yeah. And now we're just making an offering here to the deity. So we've talked long, are there any questions? Talked a little over time, so. Hi Krishna, I have a question. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. Nandavat Guru Maharaj. I have a question. I'm reading Brihad Bhagavatamrita first uh, part, and there is in fifth chapter, Narada is saying more or less that, that the incarnation of Lord Raghunata bestowed pure devotion upon a few, 
Guha, Hanuman, Jambavan, Vibhashvasan, and etc. But in relation to those devotees, we never hear of Prema, the utmost stage of pure devotion. So I just wonder how we should understand that. I think that uh, Sanatana Goswami there is, is using the word Prem in a particular way to refer to Braj Prem. Mm -hmm. um, typically, Vaikuntha. Um, and its attainment is referred to as mukti. All the sampradayas refer to their goal as mukti. Um, and um, even the Radhamark sampradayas of Nimbarka and Malaba, but particularly the uh, Vaidimark sampradayas of Ramanuja and Madhva. Um, mukti, of course, is a devotional form of mukti and so forth. They don't use the word prem. So prem is, a, is particularly a word that the Gaudias have um, um, uh, employed, and therefore, Prem Prayodhan, or Panchama Purushartha. Panchama means the fifth Purushartha, Dharma, Artha, Kama, and Moksha are the four goals of human life. And the fifth is Prem, in Gaudiya terminology. Prem Purushottam, highest Artha, Purush Artha, uh, uh, Purush Uttam Artha is, is this Prem of Braj. So it's, they're speaking particularly about that um, Prem that overwhelms Krishna, that turns the absolute into a plaything in the hands of, of, of Radha, to turn into a son in the hands of Yasoda, to a friend in the hands of Sridham, and so forth, and so on. Um, and of course, by contrast, we, we tend to very much avoid the word mukti. Hmm? So our woman wanted to delete the word mukti from the verse in the Bhagavatam, because he just didn't like the sound of it anymore, because uh, it, 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 mukti means like freedom, and prem means slavery. <laughs> in contrast, of course, it's divine uh, slavery and service. But um, so I think that Sanatana Goswami is using it in, in those typical, uh, in the typical Gaudiya uh, uh, context and, uh, and differentiating. Otherwise, yes, there is, there is a bhava and a prem in Vaidhi Bhakti also. Not everybody in Bhagavad attains that, but certainly um, those mentioned did Hanuman in, in particular. But more characteristically, uh, more typically, I should say, it's described as, as mukti, devotional liberation. Again, Rupa Goswami does say it, it, there is a kind of prem involved there. But anyway, it doesn't go into it in, in detail. It's typically referred to as mukti. Does that help? Okay. Yes, thank you, Guru Maharaj. Well, if you have a question, I think you just click on the, the microphone there on the left that's, that's got a line through it, and then you can talk. And if you don't have a question, well, I'm sure you have some rounds to chant. <laughs> Guru Maharaj? Yes, yes. Just, just wanted to ask you if you could briefly mention which is the second instance where Lakshman disobeys Ramachandra instruction. Right, I'm sorry. Well, I thought I, I, I mentioned it without highlighting it. The second instance was where he entered the room. He was watching the door. No one was supposed to come in, including himself, but he went in. So he disobeyed Ram on that occasion, and then that was the end of the Ram Leela. So for very significant ways he disobeyed to make the whole capture of Sita possible and the rescue and so forth, and to bring the Leela to an end as well. In one sense, this, the, the, the kidnapping of Sita is kind of the beginning of the whole it's a second beginning, obviously. There's an earlier beginning in your childhood and so forth, but 
it's the most, uh, it's like the muggy Leela of the whole uh, Ram Leela. Anyway, so that's the second occasion. Anyone else? I have a question. I have a question, Guru Maharaj. Um, when you were talking about the deities of Gornitai that were Morari Guptas, that the cow was nourishing, and then um, now they're being worshipped in Vrindavan, and I think you said they're being worshipped in Sakya Rasa. So does that mean they're being worshipped as, as Krishna and Balaram? What does that mean? We'd have to ask the devotees, but the devotees that are in taking care of the deities, following in the mood of Sakyaras of the previous devotee who was worshiping the deities and gave the deities to them. So they're worshiping them as Gornatai and Gornatai in Sakyarasa. So as Krishna and Balaram, with the, with the understanding that they also manifest as Ram and Lakshman. Okay, thank you. Like Gauri Das Pandit worshipped Gornatai. So the curious thing is that Marari worshipped them. Now he could have worshipped them in Dasiras, that's possible. What else? Does that answer your question? Yes, thank you. Anyone else? Just a thought, Swami, how um, with the example you gave of um, Lakshman disobeying Ram's order in two instances, the, the, uh, the impact of that and, and key aspect of his participation in the Leela. But in one way, we could look at them as negative. And, and if we looked at them from a mundane view or just not going very deep into it, that was an interesting um, thought. Sometimes, um, not that we can make correlations exactly, but we don't know how we're going to be used in Krishna service necessarily, and it's not going to always may perhaps look perfect and nice. But still, if we're sincerely trying, we may be used in ways that yes, that's are true. Difficult. That's true. Yes. And also, you know, these uh, leelas are thought by ordinary people to be just nice moral stories. And, and so you have to go within Vaishnavism to see that, you know, start to look at it from a rasic point, the beyond the morality that it speaks to us about, good over bad, light conquering darkness. These are very just broad, broad um, themes that are picked up on by the common people. But by Vaishnav hearing, especially from Rodeo Vaishnavism, you really understand it from a Rasic point of view. And then, of course, even the mistakes or the wrongs are purposeful in a deeper sense, as you're pointing out, and, um, and serve a, a, a greater right or correctness from a Rasic point of view. So you can't do anything wrong in bhakti. But if you don't do bhakti, that's wrong. <laughs> If you go against bhakti, that's wrong. So do bhakti, then you can't do anything wrong. What are the angas of bhakti? Try to always be engaged in all the angas of bhakti. If you can't be engaged in the angas of bhakti, like sleeping is not an anga, then you think, okay, I have to sleep. That's an ordinary karmic activity, but I sleep for Krishna. So I get up and, and have the energy to serve. Then we, we, we sign bhakti even sleeping. And 
Yeah, that's a rope. Yeah, that's my assignment. So a little a rope city when necessary. But a rope city means that you do something that is ordinarily karmic activity, whether what whether it be an enjoined karmic activity or just as I say. But the fruits are given. That's not you do something karmic and then you use something bhakti and it makes up for the karmic. You have to a rope means you have to do the thing and give all the fruits to Krishna. So life of sacrifice, it's good. And that life you can't do anything wrong. So try to come to that. That's a, that's the opportunity that's been uh, presented to us by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. All right. So anything else? No. One question. Um, just we were discussing this earlier, and I was um, kind of reflecting on how how dharmic Ram was to a fault. I mean, in the sense of actually showcasing um, how dharma is not a perfect system because um, he has to abandon his completely chaste and perfect and faultless wife for dharma. Whereas Krishna, he completely, you know, disobeys dharmic rules for the devotees and his leela, you know, taking up a weapon during the Kuriksha to war and, and other examples of times where he, yeah, he showed Sarva Dharma. So just maybe you could comment that. I'm not sure what the, what the question is again. Well, just see that is it is it a, a teaching within the Ramlila that Dharma act showing the fault of Dharma that being too dharmic can actually be a fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, of course, Ramlila is Vaidhi Bhakti, and so it has a more of a face of duty, responsible understandable kind of the spirituality. Rag Bhakti approach is, is like turning everything upside down and inside out. And therefore it's it's not un- understandable. On the face it looks quite the opposite of Dharma and so forth. For Uddhava I had to go there and, and learn about it. He's really a learned person. He realized, wow, this is beyond anything I've learned and everything I've learned, you know, prior to this is, is uh, meaningless in comparison. So, um, um, yes, Krishna Lee wants to show us that, um, that you know, in a sense, that spiritual life transcends dharma. That's true in Ram Leela um, as well, but it really comes out overtly in, in Krishna Leela. That means to say that if you are doing something for the pleasure of Krishna, which is desired by him in the given moment, it doesn't matter what it is. In other words, even if it's, if it's adharmic from, from another point of view, because some siddhi hari right? The perfection of dharma is the pleasure of, of hari. Um, you know, typically in the Ramli, they're going to run together, you know, for the most part, right? So what's pleasing to Krishna um, is going to be something that's also morally sound and people make, make sense to people um, and so forth. Krishna Leela, it, it wants to stress this point to a greater um, extreme. 
what's the problem? It's not the activity, it's the spirit uh, behind it, really. That's what the problem is. Therefore, Krishna could say, I'm Brahmachari. It looks like he's not, but actually he is. <laughs> um, he's not taking anything, he's giving. So, yeah, I guess would be the answer to your question. Krishna really wants to stress that point. Um, really, really strongly differentiate between dharma and bhakti. Bhakti can be very dharmic in the ordinary sense, but it can pick up where dharma leaves off as well. And you could be dharmic to a fault and not be able to take bhakti as a result. But these are very high. And personally, the shows it, so it's very high. But again, you're shown this stream, right? Does that help? Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. Yes, I Guru Maharaj, I have a question. Yes, Sadhguj Kaurki Jai. Jai. In the fifth canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, there are two chapters of prayers of the residents of Jambudvipa to, to, to the Lord. And uh, the ones that pray to Lord Ramachandra are the residents of Kimpurusha Varsha. What is the connection between Ramachandra and Kimpurusha Varsha? I think that, again, as I mentioned in the, in the talk earlier, there are certain places on the earth or in Bharat that are um, said to be presided over different by Kunta deities. And so Kim Purushabarsha is such. And I think Kim Purushabarsha is full of monkeys also, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it just happens to be the place he presides over. And it has a corresponding place in Baikunta. That's the way I would look at it. Um, you know, why he's the presiding deity there and somebody else is the presiding deity somewhere else. That's a very complex uh, subject matter that's probably, you know, found in you know, somewhere in the Puranas and maybe a subject of the the um, uh, 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 Ramanuj Sampradaya or the Madhva Sampradaya or something like that. It's in, in that, you know, that, that's a borrowing from those perspectives that's, that's put there in the fifth canton of, of the Bhagavatam, just taking that information, putting it there and without any further explanation because the Bhagavatam is not really focused on that. So being a, you know, a Bhagavat person, I, I don't know why particularly this deity presides, why, why Trivikram presides over this part of your body and that part, and you just put it on. <laughs> and and, uh, and it said so in the scriptures. And so forth. Um, but it would be interesting if in one says to figure that out, but you probably have to go to a Bidey Mark, some provide to get some insight into that. But again, all those monkeys are there. So this is, of course, the beauty of Ram Nina. In, in another sense, that he that again he left the palatial life in Ayodhya and he lived in the forest and the monkeys and, and the vulture was it a vulture Jatayu and all of such creatures. It's so endearing to hear how they they loved Ram and he he became their they became his advisors and spies and warriors and Prabhupada used to invoke that he used to say that that Ravan has stolen. Sita, and you boys should go out and collect her back, like, like 
Ram's monkeys. <laughs> refer to us like, like monkeys. Made monkeys in, in super better than humans. Such as the, I mean, the life of Ram in the forest. It's just so, 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 so attract, so attractive, so, so endearing. Ramayana ki jai. All right, so we'll, we'll end there. Nice to speak with you all. Um, and whenever you all arrange for another video like this, I don't mind doing as often as you like. So <laughs> hopefully we'll have been together. Yeah, I'll be on on Sunday for questions, questions and answers. Yeah, Sunday morning, yes. So, Sita Ram, Lakshman, Hanuman, Kijai. I think it on one second, everyone. I just want to make an announcement. Um, tomorrow evening, starting at five o'clock, um, Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Padmanava Swami is starting another series of classes on the Gora Astaka Leela, the Kaliya Astaka Leela. And um, we would hope that many of you would be able to participate and join us for that. Also, we are, um, Padmanava Swami and I have started um, planning for the next Japa retreat weekend. Um, and I'm just going to give you the date so you can. <laughs> Write them down and more details to come on May 2nd and May 3rd, Saturday and Sunday. So um, we had such a good response from this last one. We wanted to strike while the iron's hot, as they say. So, all right. Wonderful seeing you all again. Jai. Hare Krishna. Jai. Hare Bolo. Wonderful.